grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text is the Old Testament lesson. On the streets of New York, you can buy DVDs of movies that are still showing in the theaters. But when you get home with them, you realize something's very wrong. As you start to play the movie, the sound is inaudible. Very little comes through, but you can hear all the noise in the theater. The talking, the babies crying. The second thing you notice is you get seasick watching the movie because whoever filmed it was holding either a phone or a camera and the screen is constantly moving. You realize you've been tricked. It's nothing but a cheap imitation. It's not the real thing. It's called bootlegging. Some places it's illegal but it's not the real thing. And that is what God is warning the people of Judah about in our text for today. Putting their trust in something that's not the real thing, that's a cheap imitation. The false gods that the world is offering them and also offers us. Because at some point in our lives, we watch the advertising, we listen to the world, we drink the Kool-Aid, and invite some of these false gods into our lives. Oh, we're not quite as crass as the people of Judah. We don't build totem poles and put them in our living rooms to worship them nor do we offer animal sacrifices in the backyard to other gods. We have more subtle ways to do it. You see, we would like a God who always gives us what we want and ups our standard of living so we get what we think will make us happy. We want a God who will allow us to do whatever seems like what we want to do without feeling guilty about it. We could get excited about a God like this. Our old sinful nature would love to have a God like this. Happiness, wealth, Self-fulfillment, satisfaction, no matter what it costs others, after all, we're number one. We would like to have a God like this. Luther says in the large catechism, whatever your heart clings to and entrusts itself to, that is really your God. And sometimes it's us. We trust in ourselves more than anything else. We trust in all kinds of false, cheap imitation gods. 
and we go after them regularly. Whatever sounds good at the moment. Here in Isaiah, he is speaking to us from God. He is bringing a question before the people of Judah and before us. You see, these verses are from a larger section, a section where God is demanding answers. He's the judge, and he wants evidence. He wants evidence that these fake gods, these cheap imitations, these gods of our imagination are the real God. And he sets up standards. Can they tell you what's going to happen? And do they keep their promises? And so Isaiah speaks to us the word that God can tell us what will happen. God does always keep His promises. The other gods, the other so-called gods, the cheap imitations do not. In fact, they can't make promises in the first place. They're made out of metal or stone or wood or computer screens or TV screens or, well, whatever. The promises they make are simply in our imagination that that's what they're promising us. But they can't speak promises and they can't keep promises. And so in the midst of it, God tells us, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock. I know not any. And 2,700 years later, we are the witnesses. We are the witnesses that God keeps His promises. He told Israel that they were His people. He created them as a nation. It says He formed them in the womb. He promised that He would save them, and He kept that promise, and He did, and He brought them out of Egypt across the Red Sea. He promised He would give them the promised land, and He kept that promise. But then they went after idols, all these false gods, these cheap imitations. And He threatened punishment 
And he kept his word, and he punished them by sending them into exile, but all the time he was making them more promises. He was promising to bring them out of exile and to save them, and that he would raise up a new servant, Israel, not like they were that went after idols, but a faithful one. And he would form him in the womb, literally flesh and blood. And it would be none other than his own son, Jesus Christ, the faithful one. God promised he would save us from the false gods, the cheap imitations, the gods of our imagination. And he did so by being nailed to a cross and shedding his blood in our behalf. God promised, and he kept it. He rose again on the third day and put the final enemy death away. He kept his promise. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God and rules all things for our good. And he makes us a new promise that he will come again. He will come again and receive us to himself to live with him forever. And just like all the other promises, he will keep that promise. And it doesn't matter how evil the world is, how bad it gets, how much Satan works, Nothing can stop the Lord Jesus Christ from keeping his promise from coming again to take us to himself. God gives us many promises. Just a few verses before our text, he says, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. Who are the descendants? Who is the offspring? You. And again, God has kept his promise because on your dry and thirsty life filled with sin and death, he has poured his water of holy baptism to give you forgiveness and eternal life in Jesus Christ. He has given you his spirit to work in you faith in the Lord Jesus and a new life a life that does not serve the false gods, the cheap imitations, but serves the one true God. For our God is no fake. He is no cheap imitation. He tells you what will happen. You will spend eternity in heaven. He always keeps his promises to you. He's the rock you can cling to. He's the genuine thing. 
the one and only, the true God. And he's your God. Amen. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.